What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Happy Monday! Fresh week coming at you. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Joined by my guys, Big Dave. Bow! B-A-W-L Sports. Bow! And Bow! Bill, the GOAT. Golly, Bull underscore Golly. We are CHGO <laughs> underscore Bulls. Uh, our, our pal, producer, Lawrence operating behind the controls um lots to get to today on the <clears throat> bulls wrapping up summer league with a win on saturday over the wizards final thoughts from summer league bulls dropping their preseason schedule and some interesting quotes and little juicy nuggets from keith smith's summer league notebook that he dropped on spot rack on friday uh, including some things about the bulls potential starting five we will get to all that ahead on today's episode hit that thumbs up button if you're joining us on youtube First and foremost, uh, Will, I'm guessing by your different background that you did make it out to Cali. How are things? How's it going? How's the trip? Things are good. I'm out here in my girlfriend's parents' basement. We are heading to Lake Tahoe after this to do some hiking and hanging out with some friends. So I'm doing good. Happy to be back here. Can we point out just how Will's hair totally agrees with the california weather right now just look at the perfect yeah it's not so humid it's not like going this way as much in the it's all it's almost a pompadour (laughs) (laughs) it's impressive it's impressive man like johnny bravo son it's impressive it does look it looks like it has another inch of height on it than it normally does (laughs) exactly it's impressive sir it is impressive y'all can't do this can't do this the 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 only important answer uh, that we need is, are you behaving yourself and making a great impression while you are staying at your girlfriend's parents' house? Well, saying no. I'm making a great impression if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. It's the GOAT. I mean, what else is it going to be? Uh, good. Good to hear. Speaking of great impressions, Dale and Terry made a great final impression in his last Whoa, summer league game. What a segue Bulls. that was. <laughs> Bulls win over the Wizards 90-85, to 85, and Big Dave was talking mad trash on Twitter for all those Dale and haters out there as he finished with 20 points, including hitting four of five from behind the three-point line. We have talked uh, ad nauseum about how Dale did not have a great shooting performance across the board in these summer league games but he ended on a positive note. There you see some of the other highlighted stats from other Bulls players we can touch on in a bit. But first and foremost, Dave, mm-hmm. I, I, I saw your tweets. Mm-hmm. It's one game, but you were letting those Dalen haters know after he knocked out a bunch of threes in that game on Saturday. Okay, first of all, I wasn't talking trash. All right, let's, 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 let, let's not do that. It sounds nice. It sounds cool, but I wasn't talking trash. I specifically was asking for balance. I was like, where is the love for the man that's playing well? That's all I was asking. That's literally the only thing I said. So I just wanted to see, you know, I just want balance. I don't mind, you know, criticism when he sucks. Like, yeah, criticize him. Get on his ass when he's doing something wrong. But when somebody actually improves on things that they're doing wrong and starts playing well, then they should get some credit and some love for that. That's simply all I'm saying. But with that said, yeah, he played really, really well. Um, He came out firing. Uh, he was very strong and and kind of knew what he wanted to do and kind of controlled, um, kind of controlled the offense, which which was fun to watch and see. I wonder if it was because he had more time out there. He credited his teammates and his coaching staff with continuing to you know cheer him on and tell him no, keep shooting, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, your time will come, you know those kind of things. When the second three pointer uh, bounced around and rimmed in. I knew it was his night. <laughs> you, knew, you knew it was kind of his night from that point on. And 
I mean, he just was was awesome. Um, the, he he continued to do the things he always does as far as the passing, as far as the uh, defense, as, as far as the uh, uh, the steals, as far as the rebounding, you know, and stuff like that. But of course, we're there for the handles and we're there for the shooting. So to see those two things actually work and because he didn't, I believe he had one turnover uh, in that game, which was great because the game, not the last game, but the game previous to the last one, he had four. So to see him improve on that, and in his last two games, he had one turnover because he had zero the next game and one this last game. So that's an improvement. But yeah, just scoring and and shooting uh, confidently uh, looked good for him, man. Finished four or five from the three-point line. Uh, finished summer league, what, 34.8%, 35%, something like that from three. Up from the, what, 22 that <laughs> that he was bringing into that game. So, yeah, like, kudos to him. Like, I'm just going to show love when you actually play well and improve upon what everybody was harping on, what you need to be improving on. So when you improve on that in in a summer league game, I'm going to give you credit for it. So, Dave, I think the idea of you asking fans to be level-headed and logical is Mm -hmm. just completely absurd. I I don't know where you (laughs) think that, why why on earth would you think that that would be possible? I think it's, I I think it's a totally fair point. Like if you have criticisms with him, feel free to air him out, but also you got to give him credit where credit is due. Mm -hmm. And I thought he had a much better game. I think my main question is like, aside from the shots going in, how much actually changed there? And if Mm -hmm. the answer is not much and that's okay, then fine. But if it's not much and, you know, we just think this is an outlier shooting performance, that would be the other thing. So to hear you say, well, we still got the good passing from him. We still got the good defense from him. I think there are going to be some mistakes off the ball. Um, I think the first possession he got caught and, you know, there, mm-hmm. there are definitely plays where he's out of position or lacks focus or whatever. That's true for a lot of young players. Mm-hmm. But when you have the good uh, man-to-man, you know, one-on-one point of attack defense when you are getting out in transition and finishing, when you're still making the extra pass and moving it. I think those are all things that you can point to and say he's done well all throughout these five games. And so now when the shot's going in, that looks even better. We'll see how real that is. I mean, four games of bad shooting and one game of great shooting. Not sure what to really make of that other than he had four games of really bad shooting and one game of really great shooting. So we'll just have to see over a larger sample how real that is or how you know real the the poor shooting was um i think it probably nets out somewhere in the middle but all that to say i think we got to see a lot of the same things of dalen both the good and the bad and then it just turned out to be a much better outcome because the ball went in and i think well if it ends up somewhere in the middle then that's an improvement because coming in last year it was it was nothing like it was what 25 26 percent from three last year for him so if he improves and becomes a dude in the middle awesome like i'm like great that's actually growth for a young man but yeah like it's just about being fair you know what i mean and 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 yeah like i I am insane for thinking that way but that's really my thought process when people do good i'm gonna give it to them when they do bad i'm gonna give it to them that's really how it works i don't care about you know looking cool or being right you know what i mean i want the bulls to win i want these players to get better that's what i care about so that's what I'm going to root for, man. And yeah, Daylon, he he did things that people told me he could not do and, and something you wanted to see him do. Will it continue? I don't know. He, he has to get consistent time to prove if this is something that can consistently happen. But I think that also plays into this too, Will. Is he was consistently out there game after game after game of the game playing 24, 25 minutes 
a game. So he was getting time to kind of figure those things out. Uh, he won't get that uh, in the regular season. I'm not saying now he's going to move into the eight-man rotation uh, for the Bulls or nothing like that. But the fact that I can see him do that and know that he can do that is what gives me a little hope for him because last year you didn't think he could do that at all. So the, the fact I saw him do it, I'm like, okay, bet there's something there. There's a there's a baseline there. You know what I mean? There's a foundation there that we can kind of look at and hopefully build on working with the shooting coach and hopefully getting more time uh, in the game. Because like I said, everything else I'm not really concerned about. Uh, he'll learn that just as he grows. Like you forget he's 21 years old. Uh, you'll learn that as he grows as, as a basketball player. But yeah, the shooting and the handles are definitely something he controls and he can work on. So when I see that improve, yeah, shout out to him. Yeah, and I think there's still plenty of room for improvement. I think he's going to keep getting better at it. But you brought up a good question I think we should get into for a second here, which is, does any of this change his standing in the Bulls rotation for you guys? Um, and that could mean, does he crack into the rotation? My guess is probably not. Or does it mean he's so far away that maybe they need to be looking to add more help because, you know, maybe he's just not going to be there this year. Or maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? I think he should get an get a look at least. I mean, I think he's earned that. Uh, to get a look and and a quick hook, you know what I mean? Like he's, I think he's earned that. So let's see what he looks like out there. Uh, give him some minutes consistently. Last year, you know, they were more so going with Derrick Jones Jr. I had him understand because you know we're going with the size, wanting to run, you know, uh, the small lineup, the Will Gottlieb patented small ball lineup. They wanted to run those things. Okay, we get that. But now he's not there. Um, now you might have an opportunity for him to sneak in because. Uh, because of his size, he can kind of play a lot of positions out there on the floor. It doesn't just have to be the one or the two. So you can sneak him in at, at certain ones and cheat him at certain times. But I just want to see him get his footing consistently in a few games for us to find out what it really is that Daglin Terry is. Is it like, okay, well, you ain't got this yet? Okay, well, let's get you down to the G League, bro. That's where it's going to be. That's where you're just going to have to work out. Or if it's like, oh, man, okay, well, you can provide some energy, something for this squad all right, let's give you another opportunity. But yeah, I think it should happen early on though, Will. Like I really do. I think it should happen early on in the season to figure out if if he is or if he can be that kind of guy you can give spot minutes to on a consistent level. Well, I guess it makes sense to use uh, one of those quotes uh, from anonymous bull sources from Keith Smith. Uh, we're going to get to that on the back end of today's episode. But because it applies to this question of Dalen in the rotation, this was from an anonymous bull source in that Keith Smith Summer League notes uh, column on SpotRack saying, it's been disappointing to see Dalen really struggle to shoot the ball. He can do just about everything else, but if he can't figure out the shot, it'll be hard to get regular rotation minutes. We have a very competitive wing and guard group. Um, end quote. Again, an, an anonymous bull source speaking with Keith Smith at Summer League. Well, I mean, to me, that is a very realistic way to look at it right now. And I'm guessing he got, Keith Smith got that quote from said anonymous bull source before their game Saturday when he shot four or five from three. Right. But even still, I mean, the, the, the proof is in the pudding. And if Dalen can't be a confident knockdown shooter, it's going to be hard for him to get minutes. So I Coming into this season, looking at how Billy is going to dole out these minutes, especially when you talk about the new arrivals of Carter and Craig, I I don't I don't know where to, where Dalen's minutes are coming from. I really don't. Um, another highlight of the Bulls finale that we should touch on: a Bulls player who has gotten a lot of momentum from Bulls fans over the last 
week or 10 days during these summer league games is the DePaul product, Javon Freeman Liberty, who finished his summer league performance with 24 points on three of six from downtown. Also grabbing seven boards, dishing five assists. I thought he rebounded really well in almost every single one of these games, Um, getting rebound with the guy, his size six, four, but he's got a nice wingspan Mm -hmm. doing work on the boards, doing some distributing and driving to the bucket and shooting confidently from outside. I've seen a lot of Bulls fans saying over the last week, get this guy on one of your two-way contracts. Will, you and I had the pleasure of getting a chance to chat with Javon after one of their games when we were out in Vegas last week, and he talked about his developmental steps, the work he's put in, getting the the G League opportunity with the Windy City Bulls last season and and his journey to try and find his way onto an NBA roster. I I, I think it's pretty cut and dry that he was the Bulls' best player across their entire span of summer league games he finished with another strong performance on saturday i mean do, do we think it's it's feasible and, and maybe even likely that he could be looking at the third and final two-way spot for the bulls or do we think it's also possible that some other team comes and grabs him and offers a real roster spot who haven't filled out their 15 yet i think the bulls will probably not let that happen i mean he's been in the program he's obviously a chicago guy and the bulls seem to really um prefer i maybe not prefer but they they seem to want to have those guys in their program and i think that obviously is a good thing when it works out so he was named uh to the second team all summer league squad uh averaging 21 uh 21 points and four and a half rebounds four and a half assists on 49 percent shooting 46 percent on threes so just like an incredibly hot shooting stretch for him and it was, there was no like up and down with it, right? It was just like super solid every game. That's the kind of consistency you want to see, especially from younger guys as they, you know, move on in their, in their careers is like, after you've had a year of NBA development program, NBA strength and conditioning, learning the game from NBA coaches, understanding NBA defenses. That's like when you get into summer league in your second year, you want to dominate. And that's what we saw. I mean, he, he was dominant. He was uh, all summer league second team. That's fantastic. So I think the bulls will try to keep him around. Um, obviously I haven't heard anything about this, like from a reporting standpoint, but they do have that third two-way spot available. He dominated and I think he's definitely earned a shot. So if they, if they don't sign him to a two-way spot or to a big league roster spot, then I could definitely see other teams being interested. But I think as soon as other teams start to sniff around and say like, Oh, maybe we'll give this guy a contract. The bulls will probably, swoop in and secure him so again not a reported thing but just my assumption that they're gonna do what they need to do in order to keep this guy around because he was just that good yeah that's that's my assumption too will Uh, i don't see them letting him uh walk out of here like you said been in them and with them as far as uh his development uh with the team and with the g league and things like that and of course you know ak preaches continuity so i think that extends to guys in the g league as well and and there are guys who they're actually trying to develop so I think that's also a uh, part of it, but I think Matt brought up a great point uh, when he talked about his rebounding, because that was always the one stat. I was always surprised that after every game I would look at, I would be out. You would watch him score. You would watch him do these things. You would watch him make the pass. You would see that, but then you would completely forget. He was the one getting these rebounds. And even in the last game you saw, like when I'm just going through the stats, I'm like, wait, he has seven rebounds. Like I completely, I watched that whole game and I don't even remember him grabbing one. And I was like, yo, he has seven. Whoa. Like that's, that's really impressive. You know, for that young guy to do that, just showing that he's not just a scorer. 
out here. He can actually get in there and be physical, you know, and mix it up and get that rebound, start the break, you know, doing it that way. But he, if if you weren't impressed by him, then I don't know what you're really looking at. Like, cause it was just simply impressive watching him play and just watching his growth from last year to this year, man. He like, uh, like you said, Matt, the best player on the team. That's what he was. He really truly was and came and took it and deserved every accolade that he got uh, after that. So congratulations to him for getting on the second team. But yeah, he was, he was fun to watch, man, doing it from the outside, doing it from the inside, uh, got to his spots, uh, even creating his own shot. That, that step back he had in that last game at the end of the second quarter to end the, uh, to go to the half and he hit that three. That was vicious. That was just really, really nasty. You, you need guys like that on your team. Uh, Cause the bulls, yeah, they could use a guy like that. Definitely on their squad, man. And he's not scared. He's not scared at all, bro. Like he, he's out there hooping. So congratulations to him. I uh, hope the bulls uh, do the right thing and, and hand this young man, his contract, like I expect them to do. And you see this happening on other teams around the league. Orlando Robinson is a great example where he Ooh. similar age for the Miami heat. And as part of their, um, you know, storied developmental program starts uh, I think on a two-way contract with them last year dominates this year in summer league. He was the second leading scorer in the entire thing in four games, almost 26 points per game, nine rebounds, four assists. And then they reward him with a contract and they, they know that they can continue developing this guy. The other thing mm-hmm. I'll say on Javon Freeman Liberty is he answers a lot of the questions that I think we still have yet to answer with Dalen Terry. And mm-hmm. those are, how does he fit at the NBA level? So, um, JFL is like obviously going to be a big time scorer, but he's also a very solid defensive player. He's got good size. And I think his offensive game scales in a way where you could put him next to a Zach or Damar and he could spot up and shoot threes, attack closeouts, get to the cup, get to the foul line. Like he's really good at all that stuff. And I think those guys would make him better, but you could also see him sort of taking on a more primary ball handling role on the bench unit or on a you know third string unit, whatever it may be, you know, somebody gets hurt. He has to step up into a role, gets an opportunity to really take over as a backup point guard, uh, backup primary ball handler of some kind. And he's got those skills too. So I think his game fits really well next to the star players. I think he can also take on a higher usage role. And those are really valuable guys where you can try to develop them alongside your star players. And that's something that the bulls have really struggled with. We're talking about like, you know, giving, gifting basically Dale and Terry minutes in here just to try to develop him, even though his game doesn't necessarily fit that well with Zach and DeMar because he can't shoot. This guy, I think, fits next to those guys a little bit better. You can get more floor time. He can build up some confidence catching and shooting on threes, attacking closeouts and things like that. And now all of a sudden he's developing, but he's also contributing. And I think that's where the Bulls have struggled at times to develop their guys is a lot of these guys need the ball in their hand, and there's really not a lot of usage to go around when you're playing alongside Vooch, Tamar, and Zach. Mm. Uh, all right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we will briefly touch on the Bulls' some, uh, preseason schedule that was announced earlier today, and then get into some of these other juicy quotes from Keith Smith's Summer League Notebook. While we're taking this break, to share words from our friends and sponsors, do us a quick, simple favor. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along on YouTube. And of course, Hit that subscribe button if you aren't already subscribed to the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Today's episode brought to you by our newest sponsor, Factor Meal Kits. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support your sunny, active days. 
Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Ready to feel your best while making the most of your summer adventures? Stick to your wellness goals with premium ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, asparagus. Treat yourself to 34-plus weekly restaurant-quality options like bruschetta shrimp risotto, green goddess chicken, grilled steakhouse filet mignon, ding, ding, ding. Peck found his favorite. Ready in just two minutes y'all my first shipment from factor i think arrives tomorrow or wednesday i cannot wait to try these meals out just check out their website and see some of these incredible options they've got a fajita spice shrimp and filet mignon shredded pork and garlic cream sauce yes please big dave they got a blackened salmon dish i know that one's calling your name buffalo chicken breast indian butter chicken the list goes on and on all kinds of options and you could do it for uh, a keto diet, a veggie diet, a vegan diet. You can choose which kind of options that you want. However it is that you want to eat and eat healthy. So check it out. And you know, we got an offer for you from these factor meal kits. If you go to factormeals.com slash CHGO bulls 50, that's CHGO Bulls 50. And use that same promo code, CHGO Bulls 50. You will get 50% off your order. That's factormeals.com slash CHGO Bulls 50 with promo code CHGO Bulls 50 for 50% off your order. Try it out. Simplify your eating life. Mm. Will this be the first time you've eaten vegetables in a couple of weeks, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Just asking. Just asking. <laughs> but yo, I'm asking. There was I'm shredded lettuce and tomatoes on the several tacos I ate for dinner last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> there it is, ladies and gents. But yes, that main counts. man, main man, baby Joey hit me up. Uh well, actually, just text me right now, man. He said SMH to what you just said. <laughs> That's what he just said right there. It's all right, baby Joe. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine, man. But, of course, baby Joe, he always talks to me and wants to tell me certain things, you know, out here in the world. You know, he's a very deep thinker sometimes, you know, and he wonders things and he ponders. And you know why? Because he never understood. He's a baby. And babies don't get it. Babies don't understand, but you know who else don't get it? Shady Rays. They don't understand either. They don't understand why these glasses cost so much money. You shouldn't have to pay so much money to look so good. Shady Rays has got your back. Independent Sunglasses Company offers world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that you've ever put on your face. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for your outdoor. And is Matt going to prove it today? (laughs) Is he going to prove it? Is he? Is he going to do it? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Indoor adventures. <laughs> so happens to kids when you don't eat your vegetables, all right? <laughs> That's how it goes down. That's how it goes down. But let's say, let's say Matt is feeling angry and upset because he did eat his vegetables. He tosses his hat and his glasses across the room, and they don't break and go splat. Well, guess what? He can put them in a bag. He can put them in an envelope, ship it right on back. To Shady Rays, they will send him back a brand new pair. No questions asked for free. 
Or let's say you got you a style that you want to put on and you say, man, that looks cool on Will to Go Gottlieb. I want to look that cool too. As I tell you all the time, don't do this to yourself. Your hair ain't built for California weather like his is, all right? So the glasses ain't going to hit you the same. But they have many, many, many other wonderful, cool options that will look just even more awesome just for you. All you got to do is send that pair back in and they'll send you one that fits you. And guess what? As long as you do it within 30 days, it's free. No questions asked. They got your back and they're always rocking with you. So exclusively for the listener out there, Shady Rays giving away the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO. 50% off is what you're going to get. Um, Two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. And try for yourself. The shades that are rated five stars. Over 250,000 people. Because it's Shady Rays, y'all. Well, the rays are oh so shady. Woo! Uh, all right, guys, let's uh, briefly touch on the Bulls preseason schedule that dropped earlier today via the Bulls Twitter account. We got October 8th, which sounds like it's not that far away. In fact, uh, shout out Bleacher Nation Bulls. I believe I saw a quote tweet of theirs saying that's 83 days from now. So, mm. somebody just ended. We got to make it 80 some days, and then we're back to having Bulls basketball back in our lives. 10 8 at the Bucks. So, Javon Carter playing his old team right out of the gate in preseason. That's pretty cool. Then the Bulls have a home and away against the defending champion Denver Nuggets mm-hmm. and round out their preseason action with home games against the Raptors and Timberwolves. Um, I can't wait for the Bulls to beat the defending champion Nuggets twice in the preseason and have that be some sort of meaningless bragging right. I don't, other than that, have a whole lot of thoughts on this preseason schedule. I am also relieved to know that none of these Bulls games conflict with Bears football because I am stoked as hell for a fresh Bears football (laughs) season to start. And I don't even like it when a Bulls regular season game interferes with Bears football, even though that I'm a Bulls fan first and a Bears fan second. There's only so many Bears games. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it would be even more intolerable if Bulls preseason got in the way of Bears football. Thankfully, these do not because the Bulls have two Sunday games. One of them, the Bears are playing Thursday night that week. And then the other one, it's a noon Bears kickoff and an eight o'clock Bulls tip off in Denver. So that just means an awesome Sunday where you get to watch Bears football and Bulls basketball. So that's how I feel about preseason. You guys have any thoughts? Yeah, um, preseason, you know, awesome. Shout out. This makes me excited because that just means we're even more closer to the regular season. So that'd be cool. Um, I think it's a good opportunity to further see what we were just talking about in the last segment. Guys like uh, Javon Freeman Liberty and Daglin Terry uh, get out there and get some time. And also t- guys like Terry Taylor uh, also, you know, to get out there and get some time and, you know, see what these guys can do. Um, so, yeah, I think that'll answer. Maybe that'll answer or help the Bulls come to a decision on a couple of those guys with who remains on the roster and who goes down to the G League. So I still think there are some things on the line uh, in this preseason. So that would be awesome. It's awesome to watch. And like I said, it just means that you're so much more closer to actually watching regular season Bulls basketball. And I'm always for that. I thought teams were like decreasing the amount of uh, preseason games they were playing. Mm-hmm. That used to be eight for a long time. And then it was four about. So I'm kind of surprised to see five. Uh, but you know what? It's just another opportunity to build extra continuity. And that's what it's all about folks. So, you know, (laughs) they're, they're playing, they're playing the nuggets a couple times. It'll be a real test of their championship resolve. Uh, they got the Raptors, they got the bucks. I mean, this is going to be a tough, tough 
preseason five game slate, but no, no, you're right, Dave. I think, I mean, like the, the real core players are not going to be playing 35 minutes, right? They're going to be playing like 18, 20, maybe 24 minutes a game. So it is a real opportunity to see what you get from Dalen. Can Julian Phillips get some minutes? Um, is Io still on the roster? Maybe he's in there for extended periods of time. Maybe we even get to see Patrick Williams be like the man on a couple of second units and just see him dominate. That would be nice. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I don't put a lot of stock into these preseason games because it's the preseason. And I think everybody knows that everybody knows that these games don't necessarily count towards the record, but I think just in terms of ramping into shape and, you know, getting reps with Tory Craig and Javon Carter now who are new to the roster, I think that will be effective. Do I think they need five games? Definitely not. But you know what? We'll we'll roll with it. <laughs> if if it means that we can start the basketball season that many days sooner, yes. we'll roll with it. That's I'm, that's all I'm about. Will just means you're closer. People, uh, it means you're almost there. People in the comments not thrilled to hear that c word as renewable and retired will put it. <laughs> Drew is saying lol at continuity. So his, I'm saying, I thought we loved continuity. Oh, we love it. We love it, folks. Also, shout out to Hawkeye, who just threw us a super chat saying, uh, yo, gents. Hello from the Bronx uh, via Champaign, Illinois. Glad to catch you guys live. Finally, always a blast listening to you guys. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Hawkeye. Shout out, Hawkeye. Very much. Appreciate the super chat. All right, yes. guys, let's uh, let's dive into these juicy quotes that we got courtesy of Keith Smith from Spot Rack. He was out there in Vegas talking to anybody and everybody during summer league. And uh, for each team, he had just a few bullet pointed quotes from anonymous sources that he spoke to from each team. Um, and if you haven't seen his uh, column, you can go read it for real spot rack. If you want to, he put a note saying all of these quotes are anonymous. Each team came from each quote came from an NBA team personnel, generally a front office executive coach or assistant coach in exchange for anonymity. You often get candidness. Um, so there it is knowing who was with the bulls uh, at their summer league trip. You could make a guess and an assumption that all of these quotes came from some combination of Arturis Karnaschovas, Mark Eversley, John Bryant, somebody else on John Bryant's summer league coaching staff. Um, and there's some interesting ones. We already touched on the Dale and Terry one. So let's, let's look at this first one about Lonzo ball, because it's sort of an excuse, but I'm curious what you guys think about it. Uh, this anonymous bull source saying working around Lonzo's injury makes everything a little harder. We were a good team before he went down. You build a roster designed to play a certain way around expensive players. And it becomes very hard when you lose one of those key guys, but we're figuring it out. Uh, does that, I mean, does that seem like a fair quote? Dave, what about you? Yeah, that's fair as shit. Like, I don't see why that's an excuse. Like, why is that an excuse? Like, yo, one of my best players went down and it's now hard for us to be better. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's wrong? What? I don't understand that, man. Like, what, what's, what is that? What do you mean? Well, I mean, the, the counter to that is why did you wait so long to address fixing the fact that you lost Lonzo? Okay, that's, I got you on the that. counter. Okay, I got you on that. I got you on that. And I think their counter to that is they still weren't pretty sure if he was going to be back next year because remember how wishy-washy they were on was he coming back or not, you know, and stuff like that. But, yeah, no, losing losing that guy, yeah, it hurts. And, but you're right. Like, we thought he wasn't going to be back um, last season. I don't think we had those grand hopes that they probably obviously had higher hopes for that. 
and should have been making different moves to, you know, get that point guard in here. Or maybe they just wanted to see if Io or somebody else could be the guy to step up and take that place because of how well they played when Lonzo was here. So I get all that. Yeah. But it, he's, he's in any retrospect, he's difficult to replace. Like it's really hard to replace that kind of point guard. Like there aren't many like him out there in the league. Like even if you go get a name, um, you still can't match uh, what he, his productivity, you know what I'm saying? And what he kind of does for that team offensively and defensively. So you're going to miss him. It's going to hurt. It's going to suck. And it's going to be harder for you to come back. But yeah, I, I thought that was fair to say, like you, you got it together. You're coming around, you're figuring it out now and you're moving forward on it. But yeah, that's how I looked at it. It's fair shit, man. That is fair as shit. Um, I mean, I I definitely agree. Like, and I empathize with them, right? Like, I've said like that one. Uh, that was that was good. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, I I do empathize with them. I think it's really difficult to, especially with the cap limitations that you have. You've invested a ton of draft picks into building out this roster. And when you lose a $20 million player who's really good and you can't really like work around that, it's tough. But I think what's frustrating is that there actually are some ways that they could have worked around that. They could have gone to the luxury tax. They could have signed somebody that was like better than Goran Dragic. Um, they, mm-hmm. they could have maybe had a little bit more foresight and not necessarily used the potential of Lonzo coming back to allow them to not do anything else because even if he had come back before this second or even third surgery, they know that he would not have been the same player. So Mm -hmm. I think waiting, basically wasting a full season, just waiting on, on one guy is like not really acceptable. Like you got to find alternative. That's the job. You have to find alternatives. You cannot just get stuck in the mud. I know it's a difficult thing. I know it's hard to do. And I know, that with the the cap limitations that they have and not being able to go into the luxury tax and all that stuff, it's even more difficult, but there's always something you can do. And to go basically a full season, uh, two trade deadlines plus an off season where you don't do anything is, I think that's just like wasting time. So I get it. Totally understand. Um, definitely hard. And whatever they would have done, it would not have replaced Lonzo or replaced his productivity or the way that he connected the group and made them play at the very peak of their potential but there's always something you can do. And so I think to not do anything for those three transaction periods, I understand why fans are still not ready to, you know, feel comfortable trusting this front office again. Um, I think they've done a hell of a job this off season to try to get back there. But as I've said before, this is the off season they should have had last off season. So I think it's great, but we still have a wasted year there where they didn't make the playoffs where, you know, now you're a, a year further down the line with Vooch's contract and you've got to re-sign him. You're a year further down the line with DeMar's contract and now you're up for an extension with him. It's just, it's a tough look to lose a year when your team is built around older players. So again, understand, I do empathize with them, but there's always something you can do. And it's the job of, of the front office to be able to find that thing. So that that's kind of where I stand on it. I, I kind of see both sides, but I definitely would push back and say like, there's always something. Can I, let me ask y'all, let me ask y'all something. Um, do you think it was fair for them to go make that decision to keep the uh, starting point guard in house instead of going out, like giving Kobe or giving IO that opportunity to see if they could, you know, fulfill that role as the starting point guard. Cause that's really where the, 
you know, taking a year back is is at is they were trying to give those guys an opportunity to see. But I think it's, it up. goes it goes even beyond that. We all knew the weaknesses and limitations of this team, right? You can't mm-hmm. be 30th in the league in three-point attempts. Like, I don't care who your starting point guard is. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to be last. It shouldn't be your team, right? Because, like, you just can't compete if you're playing that way. Um, you know, I think they did a really good job addressing the defense and and turning that into a strength. But you can find a shooter, whether it's a point guard or not. You know, like, even Gallinari, had he not gotten hurt last year, and that was their big free agent signing, like, that would have been something. So if you miss out, like, you have to have – secondary options and i just don't think that they again difficult with the limitations that they had but to not have a backup plan i think is not the best i i hate but that, my question was though asking about Shots fired by omission at Goran dragic here i guess <laughs> yeah no yeah I, i'm just asking about that specifically you know what i mean about that point guard position do you think that was fair to do or, or should, yeah, like he said, instead of going out getting going and Dragic. Yeah, well, yeah I mean, they clearly, they clearly understood <laughs> that they needed somebody there and they waited too long into free agency. I, I don't remember who was available. I think my opinion of those guys at the time was that they were not ready to play 36 mm-hmm. minute night roles on a playoff team. So you got to find somebody who can. I understand the difficulty of it, but that's the job that you're signing up for, right? Like if you're uh, going to be a GM, you got to go find players to play on your roster. Players play. Thanks, Tibbs. Well, speaking of the point guard position, let's move now to the quote that I found to be the most fascinating in this collection of quotes from Keith Smith. Uh, The one talking about Javon and Kobe. Uh, Speaking of Lonzo's absence, adding Javon Carter and re-signing Kobe were big moves for us. Javon will bring some of the defense we lost at the lead guard spot with Lonzo out, and he can shoot too. Kobe has come a long way. We think he could win sixth man of the year. He's been that mm. good as a bench scorer. Mm. Now, to me, that reads like a big fat clue that yeah. perhaps <laughs> the Bulls have already figured out amongst themselves, front office and coaching staff, what the plan is at that starting guard spot because they just referred to Javon Carter as the lead guard while also referencing the loss of Lonzo Ball and then said, Kobe can win sixth man of the year. Mm-hmm. We have talked over the last, you know, past couple of weeks of the offseason, especially once Javon Carter came in, about who's starting at point for this team next season. Are mm-hmm. they going to give Kobe White another shot at that after he got a shot and then lost a job earlier in his Bulls career, earlier in that rookie deal? Is it going to be an open competition that Billy Donovan lets these guys battle it out in training camp? That anonymous quote from a Bulls executive and or coach sounds like, Javon is starting and Kobe's coming off the bench. Is that how you guys read that quote as well? Go ahead, Will. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's the right move. Uh, As I've said before, the reason why you get guys like Torrey Craig and Javon Carter is because they are perfect complementary players. To get a starting point guard for six and a half million bucks a year who can shoot it at a high level, who hunts threes, who is constantly looking to get his own shot from beyond the arc and who defends like a dog that's the kind of point guard that you're looking for when you lose Alonzo ball. Um, so fantastic signing. I think that's probably like one of the low key best signings of the entire off season. And I think they kind of paid Kobe like a backup guard. I know they're paying Javon Carter less than Kobe. And he, he's also making kind of like backup guard money. But the fact that they're saying, we think Kobe can be six man. We think Javon Carter can, you know, give you some of the defense and shooting that you lost with Lonzo ball. That tells me, where their head is at. And I think that's the right move. 
yeah, like Will was saying this uh, when we were having this discussion before about who should start. I believe when we were uh, in Vegas, we, he was having, saying the same thing. Like Javon Carter is the one that he should be starting. Um, I have no problem. Like I said, I didn't. I wasn't um, committed to anybody. I didn't. I wasn't yeah. giving anybody the starting position. So if you feel like Javon is deserving of it, and the front office feels it, cool, fine, hand it to him. Let's see what he does. Uh, it sounds like they're super duper high <laughs> on Kobe White. My God, like saying, yo, this dude could come in. Yeah, we think he could be six man of the year. That's that's saying a lot. Like that's saying a whole lot uh, about Kobe um, and what they feel about him and what he can be for this team. So, yeah, if that's the comfort level and that's the way we're rolling, cool. I'm all right with it. Um, it's good to go into a season knowing where everybody's kind of going to be uh, before you even start. So that removes some of that aspect of it, and that's cool. I'm with that. And yeah, it's a position of need and of serious need of this team. And you see how good they've been with one. You see how bad they've been where the play hasn't been uh, as good at that position. So yeah, Javon can sure that up. Great. If Kobe can be that six man of the year that he's saying, that'd be even more awesome too. That just means the Bulls are definitely winning games if Kobe White is going to get six man of the year consideration. Yeah, and all of a sudden you like you have a team with depth, and that's really something else that the Bulls have missed. Like they've mm-hmm. had no margin for error whenever there was injury, and luckily last year they didn't have to deal with that. But we don't know that that's going to be the case again this year. That that thing does not necessarily translate year to year. Like, mm-hmm. do you have an ankle sprain here and there one season? Like, does that necessarily mean you're going to have it the next? No, it could, but it also might not. So we don't know. But I think also, as I've said before on the show, Kobe does what he does best as a sixth man. Mm. When you try to put him into a role where he has to be the guy who's like being the point of attack defender, who's keeping the ball moving, who's just catching and shooting on spot up threes next to a DeMar and Zach. I I don't think that's where his skill set really shines. I think where he shines is like that, you know, playing alongside one or the other where you can really get into the paint and either get downhill or get into his mid range game. Um, He can also obviously spot up and shoot threes that way. But I I just think he is at his best in a role where he really thrives. And that is being the secondary guard on the court at any given time, I think third or fourth guard, that's just a tough spot for him to be. So to me, um, I think that puts Kobe in the best position to succeed. I think it puts Javon Carter in the best position to succeed. And I don't know if we'll have time to talk about it today, but I think the much bigger question is who's going to be starting at the four. And I think it's a three-man race between Patrick Williams, Alex Caruso, and Tori Craig. Alex Caruso, really? Like at the starting position? Oh man! Started he started there down the stretch last year. It's true. Oh man! Um, and speaking of which, I don't uh, want that. <laughs> uh, John Mayer in the comments pointed out. Speaking of the vets starting, said uh, we started winning and had an identity when Pat Bev came in. That equals Javon starting. Um, Eco Bean, meanwhile, saying Kobe will start. Just wait until preseason. Renewable and rechargeable review saying Kobe isn't a point guard. Sure. He can play it in spurts, but that's not his thing. Uh, Brooms. Meanwhile, saying we have two solid backup guard options. IO two. If he's back. Um, yeah. I, I, I still am not entirely convinced that this is a set in stone decision. I'm curious to see what happens in training camp. I, I think there, we, we could see something uh, surprising, but I, I do think that I am, more in the camp of those Bulls fans who believe that Kobe towards the back end of last year found a role that he was really thriving in as a scorer whose defense allowed him to be on the floor more because it was improved um, in that role. 
and whoever that anonymous Bulls executive or coach was who said, we think Kobe could be sixth man of the year next year is telling you that they also agree that his role is being that. All right, let's take our second break. We'll come back. And uh, speaking of Io uh, from that Brooms comment, another interesting quote from Keith Smith here involving Io DeSumo and what's going on with the Bulls restricted free agent. We will get to that on the other side. Hit that thumbs up button while we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors if you haven't already. Big Dave, what's next? Foco. That's what's Ayo. next. That's where you get fitted out in the best sports gear around. That is Foco. You get your hoodies, you get your shoes, you get your sign, you get your bobbleheads, and of course you get everything in betwixt. Because it's baseball season. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you're going to need on the north or the south side. Crosstown Classic is coming up. Why don't you join the CHGO Sox and CHGO Cubs doing their Crosstown Classic thing. You should guys come check that out. It's going to be fun. And also, when we're on set, Look at the set decorations behind us. I know how difficult it is because we are all tremendously attractive gentlemen. So, but stop looking at that. Look behind us and see that FOCO donated a few awesome pieces for the sets, showing some love because they showed us some love as well. So check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-pre-sale items. Use the promo code CHGO. Get yourself 10% off. Because it's FOCO. Both show. Today's episode of CHGO Bulls also brought to you by our friends at Goose Island Beer Company. Chicago's beer since 1988. They have a gorgeous and thorough beer roster. Beers of all kinds, whatever your uh, spice of life happens to be. Including the Goose IPA. You see me drinking those beautiful green tall boy cans of Goose in the studio all the time. The six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest, always in style with its citrus aroma and bold hop finish. Also, the Beer Hug new line of IPAs, the Tropical, the Neon. Try them all. Be like our pal Herb Lawrence from CHO White Sox. He loves them. He loves them. Also, the ever-popular 312 Wheat Ale. That's a huge winner, especially during these hot summer days. Very refreshing. And... One of me and Big Dave's personal favorites, the Full Pocket Pills, new this year. It's the everyday beer. It's what the brewers are drinking, and it's what the people who love those brewers making that delicious beer are drinking. So grab an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer or two at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room just around the corner from us in Fulton Street of Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company. It's Chicago's beer. And there is our producer, Lawrence, showing you one of those gorgeous goose IPAs. You see some neon beer hugs Bridges in there stocks. as well. <laughs> I love I Lawrence. He's going to get his face on one. some kind of way anytime. That's why I love Lawrence. He's going to get his face on, man. I don't care what's happening. Damn it. Damn it. You're going to see it and you're going to love it. Hey, shout out to I, him. I, I tell Joey all the time, he's got to put his face on the show. He People want to see Joey. So, like, I'm doing my part to show Joey how it works. Yeah, he's got to do what he's comfortable with, man. You know what I mean? Like, you're comfortable. <laughs> like, you're clearly comfortable doing it. <laughs> I am comfortable. You are comfortable. That I mean, is my guy. Joey's very comfortable turning his mic on, and we love that. But you're yeah. right. We got we to gotta see – we got to let the people see that beautiful Joey face every once in a while. Mm. Um. What what are we like halfway through our Joeyless weeks of the, of the summer? 
Maybe even a little bit more than halfway through. I feel like you're taking it harder out of everybody. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm taking it hard. I miss Joey a lot. I miss mm-hmm. Joey. He texted the three of us while we were out in Vegas to say that he hoped we were having a good time. And I was like, yeah. oh, Joey, come back to me. <laughs> no, it was more like, get your ass back here. It was, it was more like. <laughs> I did say that, too. I did tell him to get his ass back here. Um, Fair shit. Of whether or not people will get their ass back here, let us continue with these quotes from Keith Smith's Summer League Notebook. There's an interesting one about our guy, Ayo Tosumu. Uh, this, uh, again, from an anonymous bull source who said, we are still very high on Ayo. This is how restrictive free agency can sometimes go. Don't read anything into our opinion of him as a player just because he isn't signed. What do you guys make of that as we are still here twiddling our thumbs, wondering if our pal Ayo is going to be back in the Bulls jersey again next season? It doesn't make me, I don't know. Like that's weird way of wording that because it doesn't make me say, oh yeah, they're definitely going to resign him or they definitely want him back. It's kind of him saying, yeah, we think he's a great player. Like, okay. <laughs> like I get that. That doesn't mean you always sign, you know, guys who you might feel are great players. You know what I mean? Like it just might not work out that way. So when he said, don't let him not sign him, that make you think that we, you know, change your opinion, what we think about him. We, we think he's great. We think he's an awesome player, but that's not the question. The question is, are you going to sign him? <laughs> is he going to come back here? Like, how do you feel about that? That didn't give me any, uh, uh, anything to feel like that any way that he's going to come back here or not. Like I'm still kind of in the middle where I was before, you know, reading or hearing that. So I, it feels like they like IO. We get, we get that. We, of course, you know, we love IO. Um, we, we know that it's going to be growth from IO. He's going to get better. Uh, as a basketball player, hopefully he's here with the Bulls, honestly. Um, if he happens to get paid more somewhere else, I'm all for players getting their money and getting the most in the best deal that they possibly can. I just hope that it's here in Chicago. I really do because, yeah, Ayo's I nice, man. So one thing about giving quotes to the media is that you you want to frame it in a way that is like, beneficial to you right like the, i think mm-hmm. that's where like you never hear billy donovan come out and say kobe stinks that's why we're not starting him like patrick williams mm-hmm. is still shoving his face full of chicken parmesan that's why he's not <laughs> starting down the stretch of the season like you rarely hear that kind of stuff from coaches and that's certainly true when their name is attached to those quotes but i still think it's true even when they're anonymous so when you see that quote that you know they like io don't read into this I think part of that is, yeah, of course we think he's a good player, but also like, why would they say anything else? We think this guy stinks, so we're not going to resign him. Like anybody else want to make any (laughs) offers that we can match? Like they're not going to, they're not going to operate that way. And so I think they're, they're being kind of coy in a sense to just make sure that people know they like, they like him as a player. They would like to bring him back, but they also don't want to overpay for him. And I think we're at a point in the offseason now where there's not a lot of money left to go around. Teams still have their exceptions, but are they willing to throw a chunk of the mid-level at IO and say, Bulls, we dare you to dare you to match this? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they kind of all have a sense that the Bulls want to bring him back and they don't want to, you know, tie up their money to for a couple of days to say, you know, to 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 give themselves a chance at IO. I, I still think that, you know, there could be a, a sign and trade out there. There's a world where, you know, he gets a deal that's more than what the bill, Bulls are willing to pay. 
um, given the realities of the fact that they're just not going to go into the luxury tax, there is a, a cutoff there. Like you have one more roster spot to fill, even if you bring him back. And I don't know the exact number off the top of my head um, of how much money they still have to, to give out, but that would be the most that they could possibly pay him. So mm-hmm. I think they are just being sort of uh, diplomatic and saying, we like the guy, don't read into it. And I think that's probably true to, to a certain extent, but they're not going to say anything else. Any other thoughts, Dave? Um, no, not on that. Well, not I'm thinking well, about it. it. it while, while you're thinking thinking about it. Hawk, Hawkeye in the comments said uh, that he likes Io. He said Io's got potential to be awesome. Watched him when he played mm-hmm. for the Illini. Dude was damn good. I hope he ends up panning out for us in the league. Look, I, I think maybe there's sort of this like sour taste on Io for a lot of Bulls fans just because of sort of the struggles he had in his second season at the NBA level, the fact that he did uh, end up shifting to a reserve role after he started for a number of games, not just his second season, but even as a rookie when Lonzo went down. I I mean, how many – you could list hundreds of names of NBA players who wowed people as a rookie and then had, for whatever reason, any number of reasons, a down second season and then bounced back from whatever caused that sophomore slump and turned into quality players. I still think that is very much on the table for IO. I, I think anybody writing off IO because of, you know, some, some rough turnovers in, in certain games and, and a rough shooting numbers compared to his, his rookie year is, is being a little too quick to be dis- that dismissive of a player who we have seen really solid things from at the NBA level. But I think it's also like what um, Will was talking about with Kobe and him where he is being in that right position and what he has to offer being in the right position. The best, the best IO we saw was when he was coming off the bench and when he would come in the game, honestly, he didn't really have a position. It was kind of positionless for him. Like he'd be the one, the two or the three. Um, Like if you look at that Celtics game, like he played pretty much all those positions. Like he was just floating around the court. And I'm talking about the one where he, where he didn't miss a shot, where he scored like 18 points and he didn't miss a shot. Um, he was just kind of floating around the court, you know, getting steals, um, trapping on defense, uh, getting getting layups because he was cutting and slashing, uh, getting those rebounds and, and starting to break and just running the floor. Like, that's kind of your – I'd like Ayo in that position right there because he can kind of do a little of everything, and he can surprise you with those things that he can do, especially his passing. He can really surprise you with those stuff because you're not sure what position that he's playing out there. Like, he's real positionless. So him having that solid straight up, you're a starting point guard position might've changed like how his game is, might've changed his mindset. This is just speculation. Might've changed those things for him uh, last year, but his numbers did get better as far as scoring is concerned and and things like that. But I'd like him when he's coming off the bench and he's, you know, kind of like that uh, Swiss army knife kind of player like Caruso is. He's like that as well. Caruso has that as well where, you know, you could be one, two, three, or four with him when he's coming into the game. But it's kind of, but when you put him in, he's kind of floating around and just guarding and finding, you know, what the team needs to have to uh, get the win. I think Io is really good in that position as well. You also have to wonder, like, does Io just want a fresh start? I mean, is he going to be, I'm seeing a lot of comments here that are wondering whether he's going to be in the rotation next year. And I think that's a fair question. You bring in a starting point guard, Javon Carter is now, or 
one of Javon or Kobe will be the starter. The other will be the third guard. That kind of makes him the fourth guard. Like, is that enough playing time for him next year to be able to go out and get a contract? I wonder mm-hmm. if he's just potentially interested in finding a new home where there is a little bit more of a role where he does have sort of a fresh start. We'll see. Um, my guess is that he'd probably want to come back if the offer was right and the Bulls are just kind of doing what they did with Lowry Markinen and just, you know, kind of gauging the market, seeing if anybody's willing to spend and then saying, well, that's where the market values him. We'll keep him for that price. And then because the, the market values him at that price, we can then go out and flip him later if we need to. Or is it just time to move on and we can maybe figure out a sign and trade or we can just let him walk in and find a new home for himself. So I don't think it's anything like malicious. I don't think the Bulls are saying that they don't think he's a good player, that they don't want him. I think they're just operating in this marketplace and the marketplace that they operate in is is a fixed one, right? Like you need to be able to know the value of a player relative to the rest of the league. It's important information. So I get why they would want to hold off. They, they don't have a ton of money. Um, they are, they, I believe they're past the deadline to be able to pull the qualifying offer. So maybe he just takes that and plays mm-hmm. on it and then figures it out from there. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Io is just like ready for a new fresh start. It's a possibility. Uh, shout out to Anthony. I saw in the comments, encouraging his fellow viewers to toss us some likes. Appreciate you, buddy. Hit that thumbs up button before we get out of here. And speaking of before we get out of here, just last quote I wanted to touch on because I found it very amusing. I don't know if you guys did as well. This one about what we were talking about earlier in today's show, that C word continuity, this anonymous bull source saying, quote, we're aware of the criticism about running it back, but we have good players. Are we supposed to throw in the towel? will be a playoff team barring another major injury. I I'm just curious as to which anonymous bull source this one was <laughs> to say, yeah, we're aware that people did not like our decision to keep this group together, but what else are we supposed to do? <laughs> we're going to yeah, be a playoff team. Who's going to tell them? <laughs> I think that's your job, Will. You writers. I mean, look, they they are better. I I think that they'll make the playoffs, but to assume that they will be in the playoffs without actually, I mean, at the end of the day, like Tory Craig and Javon Carter, good players. Are they really changing the fortunes of your franchise um, to like vault them from literally not making the playoffs to being like a competitive second round team, which is I think what they want to be? No, maybe, but like, is that a guarantee? Is that an assumption that you can make? I don't know. And look, I I understand that I am more critical and maybe more skeptical about the ceiling of this group than most, but that quote's just like, we're, we're going to be in the playoffs guys. Don't worry. It's like, okay. Yikes. Well, why don't you just wait until after free agency to tell me I suck at my job and then see if you still hold that opinion. No, see, I, I don't mind them thinking that they're going to the playoffs because we just had a show where well, y'all were ripping them for for talking about being a tough out and not thinking like they're a championship team. You know what I'm saying? And having that mindset and moving forward in that mindset. Like, I want them moving forward in this mindset. That's the mindset you should have. Like, yeah. That's fair. Absolutely. Like, move forward in that mindset, dog. Like, I have no problem with them thinking that. Whether it's whether we believe it to be true or not, that's where you should be at. Like, because that's exactly what you're trying to put together. So, because if you don't believe that shit, <laughs> then what are, what are we doing here? Like, seriously, come on now. That's yeah. What All are right. we doing here? That's that's but, been my question for a while. But I do think. <laughs> but I do here? think. 
I do think they will be a better version of themselves next year. I think I can very confidently say that they will be better. And they almost made the playoffs. So if they're better, then maybe they do make the playoffs. I mean, almost went to the finals, really, if you think about it. Um, all right, let's get out of here for the day. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you're subscribed. Will is taking some PTO for the next few days while he enjoys himself hanging out with uh, his better half uh, and fam out there in California. Will, enjoy uh, enjoy Cali. I hope that mm -hmm. continues to do wonders for the perfectly quaffed uh, that rests atop your head. Mm -hmm. But don't you fret because B Big Dave and I will hold down the fort Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday this week. We got some killer guests lined up for you guys Tuesday, Wednesday, and maybe even Thursday with us in studio. So make sure you tune in. It's going to be a good time. In the meantime, you can follow Will on Twitter at Will underscore Gottlieb. Make sure you're keeping an eye on everything he writes at allchgo.com. Follow Big Dave at BAL, BAWL Sports. I'm Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Shout out and thanks one more time to our pal producer, Lawrence, giving you all a visual aid of the Goose Island beer fridge at work. <laughs> hey, Lawrence. I got a haircut too, Big Dave. Come on. Hey, shout out, sir. Shout out. Show it off. Shout and out to you. Shout out to merch too. Shout out to merch. The merch. Shout out to the merch. Joe Locker. Joe Merch Locker. All right, Man. that's it. We will talk to y'all tomorrow. Will enjoy your days off, buddy. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Bulls <laughs> Nation. See Red. Be good. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.